Blog Talk Radio. There's a train of coming You don't need no baggage You just get on board All you need is faith To hear the diesel's humming You don't need no ticket You just thank the Lord I say you just thank the Lord You just thank the Lord So people get ready for the train to Jordan, picking up passengers coast to coast. Faith is the key, open the doors and boredom. There's hope for all among those loved the most. You know they've been loved the most. They've been loved the most. There ain't no room for the hopeless Santa who would hurt all mankind. Just to save his own Have pity on those Whose chances grow thinner But there's no hiding place Against the kingdom's throne You know there's no hiding place There's no hiding place So people get ready There's a train You don't need no baggage You just get on board All you need is faith To hear the diesel's humming You don't need no ticket You just thank the Lord I say you just thank the Lord You just thank the Lord That's why I'm here to say that I believe, I believe, we're gonna make it one day, brothers, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, sure enough, I truly Thank you. Thank you. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. 
Welcome to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. I'm your co-host, Brother Youssef Muhammad, along with Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad, and we are eternally grateful for this opportunity to serve you and share with you that which has come across our screen since last week relative to what we should know in terms of disaster awareness for community preparedness. We want to first begin all things in the name of the Most High God, the Beneficent, the Merciful. No matter what you call the creator of the heavens and the earth and the architect of the universe, it's the source of our supply. We are eternally grateful for this opportunity that he would wake us up this morning with a reasonable portion of help and start us along the way that we would be prepared to serve you here again on this wonderful program. Uh, I only call it wonderful because I get the opportunity to work with Black Hole Radio, LLC, and all that they do for us and for the listening community. I get a chance to co-host with Brother Rudolph T. Muhammad. I mean, this is just a wonderful opportunity for me that I would be alive. Here we are today on the, uh, is the day the 28th or the 27th? The 28th. 28th, of October yes, 2022. Wow. It's my granddaughter's birth anniversary. I got to give her a call. These days are moving so wow. fast. And just a few hours ago, I said to my wife, isn't Carell's birthday tomorrow? And here we are at 4.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're already in tomorrow. So I have to definitely reach out to my, my granddaughter. Shout out, Sister Carell. We want to thank all of you on the um, program, our listening audience. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our first-time listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our consistent and constant listeners. We thank you all for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. I'd like to greet you with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the language of our ancestors, assalamu alaikum. Praise be to the most high God whose proper name is Allah. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. So at this time, brother, I'm going to hand it on to you, and then we'll move right along with what Allah has given us to give to our listening audience. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Beginning all things in the name of the one God. We believe, I believe, he appeared in the person of Master Farid Muhammad. I believe he raised the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and I believe the two of them back, lead, and guide the most honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. That's what I believe. I believe that regardless of land or label or language, there's but one God, And the true religion is obey God. And I believe that you should not do anything to anyone else that you don't want done unto you. And if you can do that, you are or could be considered a decent human being. I believe that today is Friday, October 28th, 2022. And we have been spared to be here this day and 
And so then we have a mighty, magnificent mission to accomplish, and that is to enlighten, to inform, and to inspire those who come on these airwaves and to get them one step closer to being prepared than they were before they listened to this broadcast. I believe it is the responsibility of every conscious man, woman, boy, and girl to spread the truth as we know it and to never take a break as long as there are ignorant people amongst us and people who are hell-bent on taking away from us the very things that the God inspires and aspires for us to have. Now, I'll stop with that. And so, again, in those three great names, uh, you know, that all come under Allah, those three great names of Master Farad Muhammad, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, I greet all the listeners on this line right now, uh, the well-wishers of Muhammad, the family of Muhammad, the supporters of Muhammad, and yes, even the detractors of Muhammad. I greet you in the green words of peace and paradise of our salam alaikum. Alaikum salam, sir. Thank you, sir. And just so you know, those that are listening, that's not foreign. That is the language of our ancestors. That is the original language that our ancestors spoke before they were brought on their sojourn over here to this continent, and we were taught this bastard language of English, where one word has so many colors of meanings that you never really know what a person is saying unless they explain themselves. Saying all of that, Brother Yusuf, I'll turn it back over to you so that you can give the students in the class the ground rules and the rules of engagement for this class that they're in today um, called Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Brother Yusuf? Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Rudolph. Look, brothers and sisters, it's this simple. Ask yourself the question, where will you be? when disaster strikes. And that is, you know, something you might consider whether it's natural or man-made. Where will you be? Where will your significant other or your spouse be? Where will your children be? Where will the elders, and if you have pets, where will they be? Is there a plan to meet at a central location? Do you have the necessary identification to get you through copies of and the like? What I'm suggesting to you, brothers and sisters, is that once you get informed, and we thank you once again for tuning in to Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, once you get informed, then you have to make a plan. And you might not know where to start, so this is a good place. And then you get with like minds in your neighborhood, like minds in your family, like minds in your places of worship, and then together develop something that 
you know, we say here that when you talk about disaster awareness for community preparedness, it's community investment, community involvement, community partnership, or community risk reduction. And so you want to get informed, number one. Number two, you want to make a plan. Number three, you want to develop a kit. In other words, supplies and where to store them, how to store them, plan for how long you're going to store them. And should, in fact, fact, you have to uh, move out, if you will, evacuate where you are, then you need what we call a go bag to put on your back and make one for every uh, person in the family and make it so that they can carry it. That's right. Praise be to Allah. The bottom line is we need you to become self-reliant and take an appropriate action in any response to any emergency. The the gospel singer Hezekiah Walker and uh, the sister group, Mary Mary, they would say we need you to survive. That's right. This program yes, uh, 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 is about public awareness, outreach information, education, to train all people how to prepare for, respond to, and recover from all emergencies. Our intent is to ensure that everyone has a reasonable working knowledge of disaster preparedness and to help you determine the best choices in any emergency response to avert danger and to hopefully save lives. And our vision is that each individual citizen including every capable man, woman, and child, understand their personal responsibility. Now, I'll make it personal. Understand my personal responsibility as well for the safety of themselves, their family, their neighbors, and the overall well-being of the larger community. So, Brother Rudolph, I just wanted to lay that base as you asked me, and certainly yes, a few announcements. Uh Shout out to uh, FDNY's first female fire commissioner, Laura Kavanaugh. Reminds me of our dear sister who, uh, as well, is over the fire department in Chicago, Sister Annette Nance Holt. We're grateful, we're grateful, we're grateful uh, for that. And uh, hopefully she'll be successful in where she is. She's young, too, 40 years old. Hopefully she'll be successful as the commissioner over the largest uh, fire department in the world, FDNY. Yes. First female commissioner in FDNY's 157-year history. Uh, I also found out, we also found out of the passing of the Reverend Calvin Obutz III of Abyssinian Baptist Church. May God be pleased with him and grant his family uh, the necessary comfort. And so, you know, brothers and sisters, we say disaster preparedness is degree by degree. That's right. It's like education and spirituality. And it can happen to anyone at any time. It's happening as we speak. And if you wait one more moment to prepare, then it's already too late. So anyway, anyhow, we give it back to Brother Rudolph, and then uh, I believe we have someone in the studio um, that that may want to come in. So 
The floor is yours, yes, Brother sir. Rudolph. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Yusuf. And, yeah, we're we going to bring this brother in right now because he's very busy. He may be on the job right now, and he may not have that much time. So, Brother York, you on the line? <laughs> Listen, what I did, let me tell you what I did. I typed into the message bar so Brother Yusuf and our engineer could see who was on the line. But you already know, Brother Boris, he brought you on. But I, I put in there, but I didn't announce over the airwaves your title and who you are and stuff, just in, you know, because we know, we know how you got to move a certain way this time. But I'll let you announce it to the people, but I'm going to announce you this way. This is my brother. This is my partner. This is my friend. And we have been for, oh, man, I can't, I would have to say at least three or four children, okay? I'll have to say it that way. You know, um, brother and I served in the, in the United States Navy together, um, medical corps, you know, corpsmen doing our thing. Brother and I uh, grew up on the streets of New York City, um, you know, sometimes the same street, sometimes different streets. Uh, brother and I, you know, have been working together to teach, train, educate, and put people to work. Um for years, combining his expertise with the things that I've learned and, again, trying to transfer that knowledge into younger people to get them into this fire safety uh, arena because it's not only a lot of work in the fire safety arena, but for those who can master the um, uh, um, lessons, in fire safety, they can make a great living for themselves and their families. So, again, without further ado, I'm going to turn this over to our brother, Gregory York. <laughs> How's all the gentlemen doing? As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam, brother Gregory. For a while, I was, I was wondering who brother my, um, Rudy was talking about. He makes me sound like I don't know. Like I just, I, 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 I appreciate it. Um, I just want to make very very clear. Um, Brother Muhammad is very clear. Um, know him for a long, long time. Um, Brother Rudy Muhammad is a, is a good brother to have in your corner, and he definitely been with me at least three three children. So one time when I was saying I was in a I was in an area of distress, total distress. <laughs> Brother Muhammad Rudy was taking care of my kids like they were his own, you know. And at one time in my life, like probably all of us, we was in an area of distress and we needed someone. And when I tell you that, he was there every day, like every day, seven days a week for like a year. I want y'all to understand that. Every day, seven days a week for like a year. Um, Brother Mm -hmm. Muhammad held me down and I'm forever grateful and he knows he called me, I'm there. He's more than a brother to me. He's a brother. He's my mentor. Uh, I come to him when I'm in need. Um, so I, I, I thank you for the accolades. But I got to give you yours. I'm going to give you your flowers while you're alive, Brother Rudy. Got to give you your flowers while you're alive. Man, I appreciate it, brother. But, you know, this, this is the thing that I, I just say this publicly, man. You know, we as black men, we have to forge 
relationships amongst each other because that's going to be the key to the survival of the black family because Mm -hmm. that's how we're going to move the black family back to where it's supposed to be, to being the pillar of societies because black men united is the key and we can't do it alone. We gotta have associations. We got what you call them, brother Yusuf? Those collab collaboratives. That's it. Yes, yeah, sir. We gotta have them because when the war comes, you can't fight it alone. You have to have allies. So we have to circle the wagons around the family, and because each of us are valuable. We have talents that God has blessed us with, and if we don't get time to mature and master those talents, then they're lost forever. So I'm just saying that. So, you know, whether it's Brother York, whether it's Brother Yusuf, whether it's Brother Forrest, Brother Minister Henry, Brother Arthur, whoever it is, we as, as black men, man, we, we got to just embrace each other. Like you said, we got to give us our flowers now. We got to recognize who we are. We got to love on each other, man, because the world hates us. I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, yeah. Brother Gregory, I know you, you, you moving and grooving. I heard uh, your background, some of it being in the fire service. Tell us what's happening. Give us an update of the landscape where you are relative to fire education, fire safety, or even, you know, if there's an opportunity for somebody who looks like us or others that might be interested in uh, the career that you have at this present moment. I'm, I'm going to say this, like Brother um, Rudy just mentioned. In fire safety, I think the, 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 the market is wide open. You know, uh, I, just, I, I, was, I was in a meeting not too long ago where I met a Caucasian fire department gentleman retired. So here, here he is retired. He's taking about $70,000 a year home in his pension. And they still required him to go through schooling to become a fire safety director, which is what I, which is what I, what I am. Or the new title, fire life safety director, which me and Brother Muhammad, Rudy Muhammad, we were saying we were fire life safety directors 20, 25 years ago. Right. And now the fire department, FDNY, has actually changed the title to Fire Life Safety Director. We, we were saying we were that years ago and on our resume. So now right. someone with so many years of fire safety experience and their expertise as a firefighter, they're still required to go back to school and to get the education and the, and the documentation and certification they need to become a Fire Life Safety Director like myself. The field is wide open. Like I'm saying, the field is wide open to say, as you come through the door, you have to learn it. But you can come through the door, you're making like, say, $20 an hour, say 800 a week. But after you learn the field, with, and that's at your, your pace and how much, how much time you put into it to learn it. I know gentlemen right, right now making 100000 125000 $150,000 a year. Now, if you extend that, and you get into what I love and what I know everyone in, the, you know, in, in our voices love, ownership. The ownership possibilities is, is mind-boggling, you know, mind-boggling. It's really, once again, what you put into it, 
and the effort you put in to grow your own business, you can triple, quadruple that amount of income. And that's what and, I am here doing. And that's what Brother Rudy has been doing. We've been putting people in fire guards, fire safety directors, right. F80s for the last 10 years. I met a gentleman most F-80. recently who I trained so long ago I couldn't remember him. And he remembered me, and he had his son pay for my meal at IHOP. I didn't know who he was. I was with my family. I, I hopped on 135th, and the lady said, oh, no, your meal was already paid for. I'm like, who's my pay for it? I'm looking around because I'm with my wife, and I'm like, I don't want her to think that some chick done paid my, 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 my dinner here. <laughs> you know, I don't need no problems at all. <laughs> and I'm like, what the, who paid? And she pointed out the gentleman, and I, I couldn't remember him, and he came over because you don't remember me, do you? I'm like, nah. He was like, a while ago, you and the tall, tall brother, which obviously meant Brother Rudy, Y'all came to my shelter, and after the class, y'all was talking to me about doing this and doing this and doing that. And he said he got into an argument with his boss about a year later. He didn't even remember what we had mentioned to him, and he started doing it. Now he's actually in charge of six shelters, and now he's in a, in, in a position. He's starting his own because all of the, the migrants, and he's got a grant. And within that grant he's got, he it has the ability to pay himself. He um he's paying himself two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. You know, I think when me and Rudy met him, I don't know how many years ago, he was making twelve dollars an hour. That was Coney Island, yes sir, Coney Island. You know, so so think about yeah. twelve an hour maybe eight nine years ago to now right. start homeless shelter, and through the grants and finances he's got, he's paying himself two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The, the fire safety field is wide open, whether you're F-80, fire life safety director, a fire guard, or a fire extinguishers, or range hoods, if you sit, or even pyrotronics, weapons, the field is so wide open that once you get into it, I'm going to once push ownership. So the ownership is where the real money is, because you, now you own it, and now you can do what? Hire like-minded people like yourself, brothers and sisters like yourself, and like Rudy mentioned earlier, growing black business. And once we grow black right. business, we put ourselves in the position to employ each other. And employing each other is, is, is the beginning of black wealth, black legacy, and I don't see no better way. We're going to need each other, and this is how we get this done. That's right. Beautiful. And, and let me throw this out there. Anybody that's listening, you're in the New York City area, especially the Far Rockaway area. You want to become a CNA. You want to become a home health aide. You want to become an EMT. You want to do any of that. Yeah, you need to get in touch with, there's a school out there. It's called New York Career School. It's in Far Rockaway. And they're doing it. What the song say? Doing it and doing it and doing it well. And mm-hmm. have been doing it for years, turning them out, turning out students that are helping people with to better their quality of life. See, what we're talking about is you doing a job where you're helping people with their quality of life. So you're getting paid to do a job. You're doing a clean job. You're not hurting nobody. You're not putting nobody's life at risk. You don't have to look over your shoulder. 
at any given point can go to sleep and sleep and your conscience can rest because you know at some point during that day you have changed somebody's life. You have saved somebody's life. This is what we're talking about. But give them the uh, info to the school so that they can contact it and they can fill up them classes. Yes, sir. It's in Far Rockaway, Queens. Um, It's New York Career Training School. I'm going to repeat that. New York Career Training School. And one more time, in case somebody's trying to get their pen and pencil and paper, it's New York Career Training School. We're located at 1032 Beach, 20th Street in Far Rockaway. I'm going to repeat it again. We're located at 1032 Beach, 20th Street in Far Rockaway. And one more time, we're located at 1032 Beach, 20th Street. Two numbers. The first number I'm going to give is the school number, which is 718-327-3030. Once again, that's area code 718-327-3030. One more time. 718-327-3030. The number I'm going to give is my personal number. You can always call me. My direct number is area code 718-877-0288. I'm repeated again. My direct number is area code 718-877-0288. And one more time, 718-877-0288. New York Career Training School, we got an excellent home health aid program. We have an excellent CNA program where phlebotomy program, we got an EKG program. Um, if you listened to the show before, we're working on, on our LPM program. I was just upstate at the New York State Department of Education Bureau of Proprietary Schools. Rudy, just these last two days, getting the connections and the documentation and the information we needed from the Department of Education to move that right. forward. I'm also going to be in a, 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 another annual convention this Friday, uh, March, no, excuse me, November 4th. I'm actually going to be meeting with a few nurses and some heads of states of nurses involved in some programs that's going to actually come on board to help us move the LPM program forward. So this really is a place to be right now. If you are interested, we have a free program right now if you're a home health aide. We have a free program right now. Right now, if you come to the door and your finances is low and you think you can't afford it, we have a free program right now to call the school. Even if they tell you no, call me. Go in there and say, I heard on, 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 on you know, the emergency preparedness that there's a free program. There is a free program right now where after you graduate, we're going to help you get a job. Our employment rate is 98%. Our employment okay. rate. Is ninety right. our employment rate is ninety eight percent. We're about to open up a new program in Brooklyn and Bay Ridge. Hopefully, I'm gonna say by February. We're not really pushing it. You know, the holiday season's coming in, but after the holiday season is done and they get the um, you know the proper paperwork, we should open another location, Rudy, in Bay Ridge. So we'll have two New York career training schools in in the five boroughs: one in Queens and one in Brooklyn. Uh, once again, if you're an HHA interested, it's a free program. If you want to take it to the next level, CNA, we have on-the-spot agencies that's going to hire you. Uh, we have an excellent program going to put you to work. And after you like C 
CNA, you want to go to the next level? We're working on having an LPN program right after. And we have individuals that's going to help us and assist us to the all species of Rudy, Rudy Muhammad once again to assist you with getting the, the money you need to get through the program. So we have a lot of assistance coming and stay with us. Hopefully within two or three years, you can be an LPN and an RN. Just come on board. This is a program we working for our people, black people, the healthcare industry. Within the next five to ten years, it's going to be so undermanned. There's no way you cannot get a job. And, Rudy, I'm not sure if you know all the listeners. In New York State, I believe as of November 1st, the minimum wage for an RN will be $108,000. Once again, the minimum wage salary for an RN in New York City, I'm excuse me, New York State will be $108,000. Once again, the minimum wage for an RN in New York State will be $108,000. So if it's $108,000 in New York State, what is it going to be in New York City or in the biggest cities throughout New York State? So here's an opportunity for you to say, wow, $108,000, that's a livable income. How is it going to be in New York City? What we're trying to do is open up the doors and press the information for our people to get the education and certification and qualification. Come on through. We're here. We're here. We're here to help. We're here to assist, and we're trying to put the information out. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. And, and, and also, while you're listening, people, while you're listening, if you want to become an EMT, an emergency medical technician, it's a great foundation if you want to stay and become an EMT and a paramedic and, you know, doctor, nurse, whatever, but you want to become an emergency medical technician, okay? I'm going to tell you what, the be- what, what you need to do. I always want you need to... Look into the Bedford-Stuyvesant Volunteer Ambulance Corps. Still there, still operating, still relevant. Look into RTI, Rescue Training Institute. Kevin Mahoney, tell him Ruby Muhammad sent you. That's right. Kevin Mahoney, RTI EMS. Look it up online. They have classes uh, six seven days a week. They have day classes. They have night classes. They have weekend classes. They have online classes. They have uh, uh, regular uh, um, face-to-face learning classes. This is the time. The healthcare field is almost decimated. And that's a great area to get in for a career that you can really, really move, accelerate, you can elevate, you can advance, and you can help people at the same time. So I just wanted to throw that out there, Brother Yusuf. Of course, you know, the fire service, fire services nationwide have a campaign that they are actively recruiting because that's a young man's job. And we need more youth to get into fight the fire services nationwide so that they can help to protect and preserve property and people's lives. So, Brother Yusuf, I'll let you uh, take that. 
okay, all right, all right. So we may be having some technical difficulties. Prayerfully, everybody can still hear me. Um, all right. Uh, also, in the far Rockaway area, um, the care unit rescue squad is out there. They're taking applications for volunteers that want to help in their community to be available when their neighbors need help, when you have community-related events going on, you can be there to help make sure that nobody will suffer a fatal uh, um, situation there. If somebody is choking, you can be there to help uh, 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 clear their airway. If somebody goes into cardiac arrest, you can be there to begin CPR. If somebody is breathing, you can be there to stop the bleeding. Yeah, Rudy, this is this, in this, the this, Far Rockaway community again. Care Unit Rescue Squad. Contact Mr. York for an application and to figure out where you fit in in that puzzle. Brother Yusuf? Yes, sir, Brother Rudolph. Thank you, beloved. Um, and Brother Gregory, brother, thank you, thank you, thank you for your expertise as I listen to you, brother. Um, you know, a couple of things came to my mind. Number one, you and Brother Rudolph working together, you always have had the spirit of what they call paying it forward. And, you know, people don't forget how you care. And then when you talk about ownership, priceless, generational wealth and legacy, it reminded me of there's a big field that awaits the wide awake man to work out in. So I just wanted right. to thank you, brother. I just wanted to thank you. Um, we've been joined by another sister who works in the field, not necessarily in the field of health, but in the field of health, for real, for real, as well. Um, our dear sister, Sister Melody Muhammad, who uh, Brother Rudolph had attended uh, Brother Ghazi's expo in Georgia a couple of weeks yeah. ago. So I don't know if we, if Brother uh York had to move out or that you're finished with him. But as soon as that happens, we want to segue into our dear sister that she's willing to share with us. You know, she has quite a few things on her plate, as we all do. So. Oh, let's bring the melody right in. Brother York, he's, on, he, he's, he's, doing, he's multitasking like we are. He'll come back yeah. in when he gets ready. Yeah, let's bring Sister Melody in. Well, without further delay, it gives me great pleasure to bring my sister on, and thank you, Sister Melody, for taking time out of your busy schedule. I I shared uh, just a minute ago, a moment ago, how you attended the uh, expo that Brother Ghazi and those around uh, uh, um, executed a couple of weeks ago down there in Georgia, but our listening audience needs to know that you, too, do a uh, retreat on your land in North Carolina. And I know you're in the Delaware Valley region as well. So, uh, brothers and sisters, without further delay, not to mention you can you can see an excerpt of her walking with uh, Mother Tynetta Muhammad every now and then. You'll see in her articles Sister Melody chronicling uh, the trips she's made worldwide 
with Sister Mother Tynetta. May Allah be pleased with her. So, Sister Melody, assalamu alaikum, ma'am. Welcome and thank you. Welcome, Salam. I am so honored to be able to share a few things with your listening audience. So thank you, Brother Brother Rudolph. I think they was, like, waiting for you to show up. I know Brother Barry from New York had attended the workshop as well. And um, we had uh, one of the sisters, she was a paramedic, and she came in with the emergency truck to let people, you know, get a feel and sense how, you know, it is to be an EMS person. Um, so the experience on um, Brother Ghazi and them farm was just phenomenal. I mean, when you think of a new world and especially some of us who, most of us, me, Brother Patrick, I think, Brother Ghazi, and a few other people, like we really came out the hood. We came out the cities and, you know, for us right. to be doing what we're doing. Right. Excuse me? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so for, for, for us to be doing what we're doing is like, to me, it's like showing people, like, if we could do it, anybody could do it. And, yeah. you know, we making it fun. We learning so much. I mean, down there, Brother Gazi Place, I was like a protocol slash coordinator helping them with everything there. And that's just my nature. Right. That's why right. I guess I've been in that field for so long and I still do it, you know. So, um we we help coordinate um the different um events that they had. They had um the sister with the nineteen farms, the nineteen families that came together and she did an excellent presentation. But you gotta which Brother Patrick and everybody say all the time, you gonna have to make some sacrifices if you want land. And the good thing right. about it, everybody there either had land or was in the process of purchasing land. So everybody was, like, really, really tuned in and wanting to hear everything that goes on from shooting animals. When you, you know, have guns and stuff, you know, in the nation we taught not to carry guns, but that doesn't mean when you have 10 acres or 50 acres that you ain't going to protect your land or you might have guns for hunting and different things. You know, you got right. different types right. of guns. You have the guy, he was showing us how he hunt and then how you skin the animals to cook them and, you know, eat them. And a lot of people from the South, they don't have no problem eating wild game. Of course, none of us wanted to even taste no daggone squirrel and stuff like that. But we at least <laughs> wanted to learn, you know, what's the process, what goes on, how it goes down and, I mean, some of the um, uh, sister Aurelia was there. I talked to her last night or the night before for like two hours straight. Oh, my goodness. She went on and on and on telling me about different things. And I think to me, her classes, and um, she ain't no joke. You know, the brother, she, she rubbed some of them in a way where, of course, they got a little bit uneasy and they got irritable and stuff like that, but it's such a fun class. I told her, I'm always laughing because I just love to see people, like, get all emotional over nothing because it's, I don't want to say nothing, but she really puts you in a, a, a zone as to, you know, you really in a place where, okay, this is um, disaster preparedness and you got to be prepared and you got to know this. And you can't sit with your wife, and you can't sit with your baby, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. Right. And she teaches you all the negotiating skills and stuff you need 
when you have a situation like that and she was doing it, she brought it to real time because the situation in Florida was going on at the time last few weeks ago when she was there. So, I mean, of course, you know, I planted some garlic out there because I still had some garlic from the minister's farm, that 40-year generation garlic. So I'm spreading the love anywhere and everywhere I go. So I was able to plant some of that garlic on Brother Gazi and them land. They got animals out there. You know, you got Brother Patrick. Three, two, two um, vanguards bought, um, I think, three acres across the street from Brother Gazi and them. Brother Wazit was out there with his wife. Um, Wow. And I mean, you can just, I know if the ministers have seen us out there, you know, we had the brothers and sisters vending from all over. The food was there. My aunt came out there. She was in her, she is in her 70s. She camped out. She was determined to camp out and she did it. She put us to shame and it was kind of cool. So, I mean, all the things that it was like real life and we don't, I want to say it because I don't hear often a lot of believers or people we talk to saying they're taking their family camp and they're doing this and doing that. But those are the kind of things that I believe we should be doing. And, yes, i got seven acres in North Carolina. I've been accepted to this program at North Carolina A&T. So, inshallah, I will be starting November the 7th with them. I'll be learning how to drive more tractors and more equipment I'll be able to learn. So it's a paid program. I'm so honored to be able to um, be a part of that and learn from them and get paid. So, um, yes, I'll be doing that. But my my main focus is camping for the children every year. So I'm hoping that um, I get some help with people helping me to organize that so every year people could come down to North Carolina and camp out on their way to Georgia, you know. People not always flying in straight places. So if you're going to Georgia, you want to stop in North Carolina, this is like a little safe haven. You can stop there. Hopefully somebody in Virginia got a place we could stop there, hopefully in Washington. We should have little spots all over, like they got Airbnbs all over where we could be. It don't even have to be Airbnb. It could be Nation B&B or something, you know? <laughs> where we could, you know, have little spots where we know the food is right, where we ain't got to, you know, we'll feel more safe camping out near each other and, you know, just dialoguing about by the campfire. We did that at Brother Gazi. Him and his wife, did that. that was the first time they did that, and I was insisting we do that because when we got um, trained by Will Allen, me, Betsy Jean, and all of us, all of the farmers who went, we all sat by the fire every night when we used to go just, dialogue about what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, what we learned and stuff. But those stories by the fireside, oh, it's just so beautiful. I mean, and I'm going on and on. Everybody, I don't know if your audience have questions or what they want to hear or what they want to know, but I'm telling you, it's doable. I'm one person, and I've already, you know, again, obtained some land and got some stuff on it already, so it's not like we can't do it, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be some sacrifices made. I mean, especially if, you know, that's how it worked out for me. I had to sell some furs, sell some jewelry, work a lot of overtime, do this, do that. You know, just had to move a lot of stuff around. 
And again, sacrifice to me is one of the key words in um, giving up the old world and accepting the new world and, you know, saying now, you know, we got to focus on our health and um, our quintility, whatever it is, peace of mind. Tranquility, yes, tranquility, yes, indeed. Yeah, so um, y'all let me know what y'all want to know because we network like nobody's business. I mean, again, it was such a beautiful, the weather was beautiful. I mean, it just was such an experience that I said to the believers and people, I said, we did save this day. And we know we could dress. We know we, but now it's time for us to come together. And when we come together, we say we built something on somebody's land. Oh, we built a shed. Oh, we built a tiny house. Oh, we built a hoop house. Oh, we did this. Oh, we did that. That's what I want to do. Beautiful. Beautiful. Go ahead, Brother Rudolph. (laughs) Preppers event. There are things we're going to do. But now we need something to you. Brother Rudolph, you're coming in broken up, brother. You're coming in broken up, beloved. Okay, there we go. Yes, Sister Melody. Now, as I told Brother Ghazi, we're getting ready to start the planning for next year's event at his place, but we need to go ahead and plan something for your place now. And at your place, what we, we need to uh, – let's go ahead and start planning something. Let's pick a date and start getting everybody together so that we can plan something on your property. And, yes, one of the goals, we have to leave something on your property. So that means we have to, as a family, get together. And like you said, whether we're building a hoop house, we're building a shed, whether we're building an urgent care center, something, we need to do something. And each time we do this – we have to add a little more to it so that we get full perspective of this thing. For years, we need to do the same thing for us. And that's where it started. That's where it started with Brother Ghazi a couple of weeks ago. And so now it's your turn. So you pick a date. And we all get behind you and help you with yours. Family, come over there. We do something there, and then we go to the next area. That's what we have to do. Back in the days during the – and I'm talking like I'm from there. I'm, not, I'm only 19. But I, I know he, listening to some of my older aunts and uncles, I, I listen to them. And, you know, watching some documentaries as the civil rights movement progressed as they as they crossed the country they didn't stay at the hotels at these five hotels stuff like that because they weren't allowed to stay in them but in every area that they went to there was black people that had a property somewhere that they were able to house people and they took them in, and they could get a good night's sleep and get a hot shower and get a home-cooked meal, and they would sit and they would talk, and they would exchange ideas and information that could be passed down to the next generation as they moved on. And that's what we have to get back to in order to set 
the foundation for the future for our children. So I'm just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. Well, I'm going to look for um, a date. Um, so I agree with you. We should do that and make those things happen, realistic goals for, you know, different property. I know Ghazi and them doing their thing in May. So I'm thinking right. maybe sometime in August or so or July. I usually do everything a week after the 4th, you know, but in, in July it was real rainy. So what we need is like a, um, what's that called, a um, pavilion. So maybe we could go ahead and build us a nice pavilion so whether it rain in July or August, we are still have right. a pavilion. That, that's That's correct. And and you know what? We can't worry about the weather. We can't worry. Whatever the weather brings, we've got to deal with it anyway, right? So we go ahead and do it and learn how to deal with whatever the the natural uh, uh, phenomenon is, Element. that environment. We go ahead and learn. Well, I'm I'm excited um, again. It's new to me, too. I'm loving it. I'm learning how to get over myself where I don't have to feel like I got to have a complete bath every night or I got to have a complete shower every night. You know, we just learning and taking, you know, nature and things like really more um, understanding that, you know, this this is real life. And, and you don't always That's have right. to have all the five-star hotels and stuff. Not that we're going to be dirty, but, you know, those are the kind of things that, you know, I just now I'm more humble about because I feel like these are the kind of things that, you know, make us humble. Right. Yes, ma'am. Listen, you like you said, you have land. We can build a shower on the land, and you get a five-gallon solar shower and fill it up with water and let the sun heat it up so you still have your hot shower in the in the area that you build effectively we build wow. and put it up there i personally what i'm going to i'm going to yeah. create the own system for living Starting from calling nine one one. Well, now you are the nine one one. So now what? Yeah. So you, from learning in the class to getting your own ambulance to going to your own urgent care facility or hospital on your own. Yes, that's what I'm wow. uh, uh, promising. To- when you do yours. Wow, Brother Rudolph, I'm telling you, you give me chills because, I mean, this is the type of unity that I love just seeing right. in the believers and people where we helping one another because I, wherever I go, I go to help, believe me. Yes, so um, I'm loving this spirit. If we did more of this, there would be less time for the backbiting and the shenanigans and the negativity because we'd be engaged in positivity and, and in progress and doing things for the next generation. And it will bring us closer together, bridging that divide between that generation and this one because we'll be working on projects together. 
Yes, beautiful. Sir. So yes, beautiful. Sir. Yes. I beg your pardon, Brother Rudolph. There's no negativity and backbiting where I am, sir. I, I mean, I don't know where you are. Maybe I'm in a bubble. What? Backbiting? Negativity? Get the heaven out of here. <laughs> but look, I bear witness, Sister Melody, uh, everywhere I've seen you, you, you just jump right in and you go to work. I want to uh, let our listening audience know that our dear sister was one who I reached out to because we, you know, it's, I, I tuned into what you said, uh, Sister Melody, where you said we came from the hood to the woods, right? All of us, right? Right. And, you know, right. before I put a seed in the ground, I called you up and I said, Sister Melody, I'm, I'm on my way out to this land. I don't know nothing, but God gave me increase yeah. after somebody puts the seed in the soil and water. <laughs> I mean, and so the advice <laughs> you gave me, I'm going to send you uh, some pictures of the of the produce that uh, Allah blessed us with uh, on that land, on that property. And uh, we had Brother Ghazi on the show prior to the expo, and then he called in on that Friday. Right. He gave us the update of the landscape, what happened, and, and, and what was happening, what he intended to happen, and he was excited. And uh, I saw the pictures you you took with uh, Brother Wahid. What 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 a beautiful thing that you know he would be there and you had that opportunity Hello. to be in his presence, right? Thank you. And um, you know, so again, sister, we just thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, we tried to get together for your event uh, a couple of years ago and last year, but you know, time and circumstance didn't permit, but. You know, Brother Rudolph going to be there. You know I got to be there because he, you know, he'll fire me. You know, he, I, I, he'll get another co-host. He'll get another co-host if I'm not at your event. This no, sir. You know, it's no, pressure. It's pressure. I'm looking forward to it. And, Brother, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you got my information. If anybody have any questions or want to ask me anything, I'm at, you know, work now, but, um, Whenever okay. you know, I, I get to date, I'm going to let you know so Brother Rudolph and stuff we can plan, okay? Yes, Thank ma'am. Thank you so much, sister. You have Thank work. you, sis. God continue to bless you and your family. Assalamu alaikum, and thank you, thank you, thank you. Assalamu alaikum, sis. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Praise to Allah. Well, brothers and sisters, That's right. we're at 4.58 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, just at the top of the clock. Going into our second hour, man, that first hour was powerful with Brother Gregory York, the Deputy Fire Life Safety Director of the Department of Corrections, and our dear sister, Sister Melody Muhammad. She has her own own uh, business. However, she also collaborates, as we all times say, Brother Rudolph, with all of the uh, the, the brothers and sisters in the nation who are about that agribusiness, you know. And right. So right. when she gave us the report of the expo and knowing what she does uh, with the young people there in North Carolina and wherever she goes, I see it. She, when I first uh, saw her, she was rolling with Brother Barry, you know. And so, right. Uh, yes, sir. You already knew what that was about, you know. We, rolling we like all that. know Brother and, Barry. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's rolling like that. So. I'm glad she had the opportunity to come on. I didn't know she was at work. And she even, you know, again, it's about sacrifice, brothers and sisters. And to hear her come on and just share what she shared, I, I was just going to let her keep talking because she's a wealth of knowledge. 
And uh, when I heard you ask the question, Brother Rudolph, and offer yourself, I knew she had taken the vibratory rate to a high level because I could hear it in your voice. Yes, sir. Man, I love this, man. I love this. Right. I, I hope I hope our listening audience appreciates what it is uh, we're, we're attempting to do. And, uh, again, when you talk about community partnership or collaborative uh, 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 initiatives, if you will, you're getting it. Real talk in real time. That's what you're right. going to need. That's what you're going to need. You know, I'm going to give a little PSA coming out of the FEMA bulletin for anybody who's interested. Uh, yes, sir. Got, they said they, 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 they this FEMA saying they got $1 billion for Hurricane Ian recovery. I don't know. I think it's worth looking into FEMA.gov and see uh, where you fit, if you fit. Right, and, and get in where you fit in. That's it, indeed, indeed, indeed. There, there are other grants, too, for businesses that uh, may want to come in and help with the recovery uh, phases and stages. Again, you can go to FEMA.gov or FEMA.DHS, Department of uh, Human Services. Um, I see they have another article on as we're entering into November, October, they considered that uh, a time where uh, we should be concerned about people with disabilities. Let's not right. forget them. They play an important role as it relates to uh, disabilities, whether it's in the workforce, uh, being diverse and inclusive, like uh, Brother Gregory York was saying in the first hour, or whether we have to shelter in place with them or evacuate with them. They have special needs that we have to consider. You talk about disaster awareness or community preparedness. Again, FEMA uh, is constantly offering uh, webinars as to uh, what you can consider, um, what kind of uh, continuous improvement activities that you can do before during and after, you know, certain incidences. Uh, these are the things that, shout out to Brother Ghazi, and I meant to tell Sister Melody, I'm going to tell her about Brother Shelton and what he's trying to do with the black farmers. Right, and, uh, right. I'm sure she would be definitely interested in that. I want to network and, and connect her with that. Um, well, I mean, brothers and sisters, I mean, the choice is yours. You can get with this or you can get with that. But uh, you can't say to us, we haven't offered you an opportunity to learn more about yourself, for your family, for your community as it relates to disaster awareness for community preparedness. It's about reducing disaster risk. Because if you're waiting for one to happen, it's already happening as we speak. If you're waiting for one to happen to do an assessment of mitigation, it's too late. It's too late. So we That's thank right. you, thank you, thank you. And not to mention, you know, your health. We we talk about everything on this line, from viruses to vaccines, from fire safety education to health and fitness, of course. But don't forget, in this world of increasing social media and technology, with the war that's happening over in Russia and Ukraine, what, what that got to do with what I'm 
where I'm sitting right now. Well, look, I just say it this way. There are hackers all over the planet. If someone hacks into the technology of those two countries that are at war, don't you think we're going to be impacted by it? So, yes, you know, sir. As, as all of us are using some sort of device, where you call it a smartphone or when you're on your laptop, on your iPad, your iPod, whatever it is, it can shut down at any moment. And then what happens then? You know, some people are so connected to their technology. If their technology breaks down, Brother Rudolph, they, they, they want to commit suicide. Yes, and sir. That's, that's definitely right. a disaster. That's definitely a disaster. That's right. No. As you mentioned, the sister Melody, yeah, a beautiful idea to build a, uh, a atrium, a gazebo, and, and you know, will permit you to do certain things that outside you may not be able to do. But, look, if you're talking about disaster preparedness, you're talking about survival of the fittest. That's Whether right. you're a novice or you're a prepper, you know how to start a fire without a match, gasoline, whatever it is, propane, what? Come on. We want to sit by the fire and and talk those stories, too. But do you know how to start one? Got to build a fire, to sit by a fire. Uh (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So anyway, here we are into the second hour of disaster awareness for community preparedness. I'm going to fall back, Brother Rudolph, and let you go ahead and share with us what Allah has given you, sir. Thank you, brother. I'm just going to throw this out there, and then we can get back so you can uh, uh, um, do, do your FEMA briefs and, 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 and the reports to get this out there. But I want to throw this out there to the family that's listening. All right, the weather is changing. The season is changing. Fall is upon us. Winter is coming. And we know the cold weather is getting ready to set in. And a whole segment of our family, of our population, is going to be ill-affected by the climatic changes in our environment. What are we doing right now to offset that and to get ready for that? Okay, we know people are going inside now, indoors, and so they're going to be using their ovens to heat up the homes that don't have heat. They're going to be using various space heaters in uh, plugged into, uh, and this was my father. Oh, man, my father was the king of this. He had an extension cord plugged into an extension cord plugged into a, a, a what they call a surge protector plugged into a surge protector plugged into another <laughs> extension cord with with, look, with with the with the rug over it so you didn't trip over it you know never mind uh-huh. if it spark and the rug will go up in flames you know these are just the things that some of our family does man our, our elders they they God bless them they have the right idea idea but you know if those of us that know better we have to do better and we have to constantly be teaching better on that but we also have to understand the reality of the time and what must be done people are cold and they need heat and so they're going to do whatever it is they have to do to get heat and you can't fault them for that but when you know that that there's a danger in that and there's a better way to do it, then you have to find the proper words in the proper spirit 
to express it so that truth does not become out of season and bear no fruit. If I'm making myself, if I'm making any sense, brother Yusuf, you know. No, definitely. Go right ahead, brother. You right on. You know, those of us that are drive that drive vehicles on a regular basis, we know that certain geographic areas in in, in the world. What happens in the wintertime, okay? So are you getting ready now? Are you winterizing your vehicle now? Are you getting your new, your snow tires on? Are you getting, the, you got the chains in your truck for when the ice comes? Uh, you have your go bags in, in your car with your winter clothes in it. Uh, are, are you uh, flushing your your, uh, your radiator so that you can get good uh, brand new coolant in there? So checking your heater coils to make sure that you know you can get some heat in the car in the wintertime. Checking all your hose and changing the hoses that need to be changed so you they don't rupture and burst and, and you be just stuck out there and at the mercy of the elements of nature. These are the things that we have to do. You've got to do the proper maintenance, your home. Uh, are you insulating your pipes? You know they're going to start to freeze, okay? Are you working on insulating them now so that you can kind of stave that off? You know, uh, your windows, uh, if you can't afford to do new windows, are you uh, getting some caulking to caulk up those uh, uh, drafty areas where it's the, the, it's done started separating between the window and the and the brick wall or the foundation is started to shift a little. You know, these are the things that we have to do. We just have to do. You have your septic tank. When was the last time you did any preventive maintenance on that? Or are you going to wait until it's the oops? And then you're going to uh, have to shell more money into it to get it fixed. No, come on. We got to, when you know better, you have to do better. So these are just some of the things that we just have to, these are the popular conversations that have to take place within a family. Everybody in the family has to know everybody has a responsibility to produce something in that family other than a bill. Okay, are you are you are you recycling to help reduce the amount of trash around? Are you uh, taking out the garbage and making sure it's tied up to help prevent with the rodents and the infestation of the unwanted critters that are on the outside that are looking to make their way inside your place of or dwelling because they want to be warm too for the winter. Uh, you know, uh, what are you doing to help make sure that you have a clean and safe place to live? Brother Yusuf? Yes, sir, uh, Brother Rudolph. What I hear from you is that everybody has a role to play. The children yes, have a role to play. But you being responsible adults, you have a role to play. You're to set it off. Don't let your children lead you. They can learn stop, drop, and roll at the, uh, you know, uh, fire safety safety month in October at their school. 
you, they can learn the importance of putting on their seat belts while they're in the car. But if you don't have your seatbelt on, if you don't know to stop, drop, and roll in basic fire safety, then it becomes kind of hypocritical and, um, you know, self-defeating. So lead by example. You know, sometimes I use my poetic license and I end the show by saying, even with these few words shared by me and thee, I guess it's still the way it used to be. The strength of a nation is its family, and real freedom is responsibility, the ability to respond legitimately. And that's what we have to do, brothers and sisters. Have the ability to respond legitimately. Legitimately. If you're talking about fire safety education, then don't wait until twice a year, spring cleaning and fall cleaning, to do an inventory of what we call combustibles, things that can easily catch on fire. Because if you know if you're just waiting twice a year, you find stuff that you didn't even know you had put away. And, you know, depending on the structure of where you live, it's easy to stick combustibles up under some steps. It's a fire hazard, but if you don't do your inventory, at least twice a year, do it more than that, then, you know, again, it becomes a self-defeating prophecy. And we don't have anybody to blame but ourselves. I hope everybody right. is all right. It's, it's just basic. Inventory, basic. Then smoke detectors. Do you have them? Smoke detectors. Do you know where to put them? Smoke detectors, do you know many fire departments in America offer a a smoke detector, detectors you can get for free? If you ask, they, they, they may even send their fire department personnel to come install the detectors for you. You may have to purchase a uh, carbon monoxide detector. But when you talk about fire prevention, fire safety education, that's one of the greatest investments you can do for your children, just short of them being taught the knowledge of self and the knowledge of the enemy of self. So take take a time to just get into the basics of getting your family together showing them how to use a fire extinguisher, remembering the, remembering the word PASS, P-A-S-S-E, standing for pulling the pin, A standing for aiming, the first S, squeezing the handle. That's and right. And may I say, while you're aiming, you don't aim for the top of the fire. Aim at the base of the fire. At the base of the fire, right. And then the S standing for sweep, going from left to right gradually. I know your adrenaline starts flowing. You see fire out of control. and You may do it faster than you're giving your uh, 
extinguishing agent the opportunity to be effective because your adrenaline's flowing in. You know, if you're not used to being around it, you 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 fear jumps in you. you right. So before <laughs> before you you know use the fire extinguisher, two things are critically important. First of all, don't forget if there's someone else in the house, yell out that there's a fire, and have them to call nine one one. Right. So, in fact, if your fire extinguisher is not effective enough to put the fire out, you at least know help is on the way. Professional yeah, firefighters yes, are on the way. So that's number one. Call 911 if someone else is in the household with you. But also you have to have situational awareness, what we call in the fire service. In other words, knowing what to do, when to do, how to do, and where to do, situational right. awareness. And so what do I mean by that? Recognize, if not before, at least all at the same time. You can do it. Where is my means of egress? If this fire goes out of control, if my fire extinguisher does not work, how do I get out the room? So you want right. to think about those things before you activate your fire extinguisher. So just wanted to share that with you, brothers and sisters. That's critically nah, important. Excellent, brother. Excellent. It's it's basics. It's basics. And uh, so, you know, what we want to do is um, we got a brother from 757 on the line. I don't know who that is, but brother. How may we uh, serve you? And if you can say your name, is it Brother Paul? Brother Pal, you met him, my brother. <laughs> you oh, met yeah, him last yeah, week. Yeah, my brother. <laughs> yeah, he's my brother too, Brother Pal, Brother Pal. Yes, yeah. sir. If you're on the line, brother, come on in, brother. How may we serve you, brother? Very inspirational. Hold on, 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 hold on. Let me figure out how to do this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Did not out the string. Hello. Slow like a brother. Slow like a brother. Okay, brother. First of all, brother, I want to say you guys doing an outstanding job, man. I love y'all, brothers. Keep on, keep the push, man. On real, really, and I want to elaborate on. Uh, my brother is Rudolph, and I'm a certified mechanic, and everything he said is absolutely the truth. And also, I want to just add to that, they want to sit in the cars with the engine running. Not a good thing. Not a good thing, because that exhaust comes in, and that's how, like, you know, because some people, lights might be off, they're, you know what I'm saying, and so they have to do what they have to do, or, you know what I mean, it's the elements in this life. So, or, or, or something might be wrong in the house and they got to be outside to stay warm. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, when they sit in the car running and then shining for heat and everything. So got to watch out for that, you know, and, 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 and it's just reality, you know, it's just reality. It's like you said, I always, you know, cause I'm a big brother to the detention homes and I go and try to give the skills that I have 
and the knowledge, like you said, when you know better, you do better, you know, and dude, like you said, this is a disaster that we're living in now. Not just the, the weather, right. you know, the, the, not just the weather, you know, the economy, you know, the, 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 it's racism, all, the, yep. all of this is a disaster that we're trying to, you know, do away with. You understand what I'm saying? So I just wanted to elaborate on that. Being a mechanic, check your tires, you know, so you don't slip out there. And, you know, you got two – it's a certain amount of depth that you have on the tires. It's a certain amount – you know, it's it's a lot. You know, I just wanted to elaborate on that. Proper inflation of the tires. Right. Right. See, that's your area. You talk about – you teach on that. Exactly, you know, and, and then, you know, and also you have, you know, also also you have the, uh, also you have the, uh, excuse me, <laughs> the sister in there is sick and I just went and got a little medicine and all that, so running me back in to get orange too. But anyway, back on track. <laughs> but um, also you, also you, also you have, you know, don't drive don't don't drive the cars when you got when you need uh, a wheel alignment and you know a bad uh, tire rod and stuff like that you know because then now you you making things dangerous not just for yourself for other drivers you know and then this is in right. inclement weather you understand what I'm saying and everybody do not know how to drive. In this type of weather, you know, we have seniors out there, we have new drivers out there, we have student drivers out there, and then you just got regular idiots out there. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, I just yeah, wanted yeah. to elaborate on that, and you know, and, and that is my field. So, you know, seven five seven two seven seven five one seven one. Holla at your boy if you need anything done with a vehicle. <laughs> so again, brother, if you, you in my the man, brother. Water, Hold on. If you you're in the Tidewater area now, if you in the anywhere near the Tidewater area, pal, give that number again. If you got a vehicle and you need some work done on your vehicle, give, give that number again, pal. That would be 757-277-5171. I would do anything with a vehicle, even inspect it for you and all of that. And I'm, and I'm mobile, so I come to you. If you have a problem and you're in the Tidewater area, I come to you. And I really appreciate you. A mechanic, a mechanic on the on, on wheels. Look at that, man, man. Absolutely, man. absolutely. Well, brother Powell, you know where my outdoor office is, brother. So I'm I'll need see you, you brother. Again, I got your number now. <laughs> I got your number. You so. You 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 are certainly inspiring to me, brother. When you come by, you, you know me, brother. I'm on the show, brother Rudolph's brother. I'm like, oh my brother, and, 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 and you know, I turned around. I'm sorry, brother. Excuse me. I'm just excited to hear you guys, man. I'm, right. and I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. But I no, turned around. I said, I got to go see my brother. That's a brother on the radio with my brother. So I got to come back and show some homage and show some. Oh, yeah, no, I felt your love immediately, brother, when you roll your window down, you know what I mean? So and you keep doing what you're doing, brother, and, you know, since I've been down here, one of the things that's been talked about my family that's down here from New York is us not finding a mechanic we can trust, you understand? Because, you know, and that's another thing I want to elaborate on. Go ahead. You got it. 
No, go ahead, brother. No, 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 and please excuse me. I kind of, you know, cut in and I didn't mean to do that, brother. You know what I'm saying? No, you're so, all right, um, brother. I got your number. Okay. That's all. We need. After this is over, okay. brother, if I need you for anything, I'm calling you, big anything. brother. That, that was any, my point. Any, anything, brother. And then, you know, you have to look out for the slickness. So sometimes it's just like and another thing I want to elaborate on. You don't always have to get your car fixed at the dealership. So they overpriced by over three, four hundred dollars. You mm-hmm. get a diagnosed and come to me. I guarantee you, satisfaction guarantee. Get a diagnosed at that dealership and come to me. I'm a mobile mechanic, certified, ASE certified. And then there's some that don't know, and then you know they take advantage of the women that don't know. To take a man advantage of the males that don't know. You understand That's what I'm right. saying? But, you know, like you said, trust. You know, and then, you know, it's, and it could be a little job that they charge a lot for. You know, but, you know, that that's that's a brother that, you know, that, that's no good. That, that's no good. Well, you right and on it, brother. You came on the show at the right time, brother, to offer your expertise. And you already got more clients now than you had before you got on, brother. Just the fact that you That's all right, brother. That's all offer, you know, car safety. And, and, and thank you, brother, for calling in. And, I mean, I don't have to thank you. You know, I'm the brother you didn't know you had. And and my and, and our co-host right. is the brother right. you knew you had. Hey, and I'm the brother that you can't get rid of. Beautiful. That's what we talk about. <laughs> you're, you're, you're listening to it live. You're listening to it live on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. We're on the spot, or boots on the ground. Yeah, yeah. That's you know. Man, it's a beautiful you thing. Know. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, I called Sister Melody. I didn't know she was at work. She said, when you want me to come on? I said, well, if you got a minute or two, come on on and share what you, you know, experienced in uh he said, yeah, I, I'm just so happy. I, I, I'm in this forever. And I said, yeah, you can't stop till the casket drops. And she said, I like that. I was just thinking about that. You know, she just said, I hope Allah's pleased with me. So that's what we hope that's for right. all my, of our brothers brother, and sisters brother. on the line. Go ahead, Brother Powell. Yeah. This is Brother Forrest, Brother. Uh, brother Allah is on the line. Oh, okay. All right. Let's bring him in. Don't hang up, pal. Stay on the line, pal. Come on. Let's bring a lion. He should be back in his native land of uh, Georgia now, back from the floods in Florida. Let, let's hear, let's get an update on the landscape from where he is. Brother Allah. Can y'all hear me? Wa-alaikum salam, sir. Yes, sir. We hear you now. Amen. I was listening on the show. I was like, man, on... I got to call you, brother. How does it feel to it be back on dry good, ground? Bro. It feels good to be in my bed, brother, just to be able to sleep in a bed. Oh. You, know, you know, when we go in these, 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 these disasters, you don't only go to help people. You actually become one of the people who need the help. So you out there right. working, and you're sleeping out. You know, you might be sleeping under the stars or in your truck or out in the open or trying to figure out where you're going to use the bathroom at because there's no water and there's no electricity and there's no nothing. So it's good to be back home, though, brother. It's good to be back home. 
Well, it's good to hear your voice, brother. Good to hear your voice. I know you uh, had called in when you had your boots on the ground, brother, and we appreciated that, getting real talk, real assessment in real time. But now that you're back home, brother, you know, oftentimes incidences in our profession, we do an assessment or a a critique, if you will. And uh, I know many of the fire service um, and, and military as well use what they call the SWOT analysis, SWOT, S-W-O-T, S standing for the strengths, W standing for the weaknesses, O standing for the opportunities, and T standing for the threats and or challenges. So I don't know if you had a chance to even do that kind of assessment or critique, Brother Allah, but if so, why don't you share with us what the strengths were, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and the challenges, maybe some that you had anticipated experiencing in, in, in some things that, you know, when you talk about our profession, there's always something that as much training as we do is that right. next incident that we haven't trained for. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Go ahead, brother. So. If we're talking about the swap, uh, our I would say our strengths and our opportunities are kind of one and the same when it comes with these disaster responses, because our strength and our opportunity is that we have the able-bodied, strong-bodied, willing individuals to put themselves out there to do the work, and that is our strength. That is one thing that right. we are. We don't seem to run. We, we we have them with the experience if we're willing to make sure they are okay. So somebody like me or you, brother, or Brother Rudolph, that is willing to go out there and teach and be out there on the front lines when everybody's running away to stand there and deal with the crisis, those people, they're, we're, we're here. That's our strength, and as long as we're here and we're willing to go out there, we deployed 200 ambulances to Florida, and those are all willing individuals to put themselves in harm's way to go help people that don't live where they live, that that they don't even know. So that will be our strength, and that will always be an opportunity we can take advantage of. Our weaknesses is infrastructure. If we just rebuild what was the way it was, we're going to keep falling down. We have to learn from our our weaknesses and, all right, the levy didn't hold. We need to think of a different way to do this. Maybe another levy. Rebuild the levy, a better one. Or, or, or maybe we need to do some work trenching or work on the, the river or the lake or or if there's a problem with the trees, maybe we need to prune the trees because we keep having these wildfires. Maybe we mm-hmm. need to do something with agriculture. Maybe, but these are our weaknesses, and it's all due to infrastructure. If we can invest in infrastructure, then we would have less fatalities and less damage when it comes to these things. And what was our T, brother? Threats or in challenges. Threat. And our challenges, our threats, you're going to be 
surprisingly, our threats is politics. Politics wow. are our threats. Our mm-hmm. biggest obstacle on this last mission that we went to was was politics. It was government. The government not wanting to talk to the, the, the federal, not the the local didn't want to talk to the federal. The local not communicating with the, the 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 local not communicating with the state. The state not wanting to communicate with the federal. Just back and forth. It took us almost three weeks just to figure out where some people were and what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Because when we got there, people were getting assigned to jobs and they weren't even getting a chance to check in. So that is something that we can't have. We have to know where everyone is and what they're doing at all times. You know, they had task force that were running around, and it was three task force threes in the state. That's not how it works. Got to have one task force three, and we know we know where they are and what they're doing. But it was three of them running around because the state grabbed some, and the, the locals grabbed some, and the 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 the, the the federal had some, and that was a big issue when it comes to threats. Um, if, you, if you need help or if you're stranded somewhere and they say Task Force 3 is stranded, which Task Force 3 are we talking about? Mm. We may go to rescue the wrong Task Force 3. So that was, a, that was a crucial bit of things that on the responder side that we need to work on, but when, and also with with the community. The communities need to talk to their to need to talk to their government officials because the state of Florida wasn't they weren't very receptive to FEMA coming in to helping helping with this disaster. And it was a political and then when they realized, hey, this storm is a little bit too big and this is a little bit out of our control and we're not gonna be able to handle this, then they said, Oh, we're gonna call somebody. But Fortunately for the people of Florida, the residents, is that FEMA had already deployed. They were all, we were already there on the ground two days before the storm. So fortunately, mm. you know, for them that we, we were able to make that type of response. You know, brother, I might work with 40 people, and I might work with these people, but when something is wrong, something is wrong. If something is rotten in the cotton, I'm going to let them know, and I'm going to deal with it accordingly. But, uh, yes, sir, it, 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 I was listening to the show, and I was like, man, these brothers are having a beautiful conversation. And I just wanted to add on to what you were saying earlier, brothers, with, uh, with the preparing your home. We also got to prepare our generators because if we didn't run them since last season, we got to start them up and get right. them going because when you need it, you need it. There's no, oh, I need it, but it ain't working. No, when you need it, you need it. So when you spark that generator, you want it to actually spark. You got to check that generator every now and again, and you got to run it even if you're not using it. No, that's a critical that's, that's point, brother. That actually, that actually happened to my father-in-law, which he doesn't live but five minutes from me. And, uh, you know, he was he was blessed enough to be able to get his generator, you know, connected to his home system. So if when emergency came, that it would kick right in. But when he needed it, he told me it didn't kick in. And so fortunately, you know, we weren't impacted uh, by Ian like other communities. And to the degree he lost power, may have been an hour or two. 
But uh, you know, your point is well taken. In fact, the fact that you brought it up, I'm gonna have to go over there probably tomorrow because I didn't even mess with it with him because you know the, the the wind came and the rain came and then it went. But uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I I don't want to have him, you know, know that he invested all that money to get that thing done and something as simple as not starting it up. In, yes, sir. In, uh, you know, he was unable to start it when he really needed it, you know? Yeah, yes, sir. Those things are bunked up in a minute. And also, families, if you don't, if you haven't really dealt with a generator, because some of us haven't, and we only say you got to keep them a certain distance from your house because the, the right. gases that come out of those things can poison you and can kill you just like a car leaving, leaving a car running in your garage. It's the same exact thing. Carbon monoxide. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And those of you who are affected in, in South Carolina and Florida, be careful with those chainsaws because that is the number one uh, incident that happens when after hurricanes or, or serious rain and wind. Yeah, there's always the chainsaw accident with with individuals, inexperienced individuals. Um, right. And then there's and then there's a car accident because there's no lights and street signs are out and power's out. So those are the two biggest incidents they say happen after storms of that magnitude. So I just wanted to chime in and let y'all brothers know what's going on, you know, what's going on with me, and I'm, I'm okay. I'm over here re, resupplying and restocking for the next one. Well, we know, we, we, you know we appreciate you, Brother Allah, and you certainly added to the conversations we've had today with uh, – our, our, our previous, you know, we say on this line, brother, the people who listen are subject matter experts in, in and of themselves. So when Gregory York was on and Sister Melody Muhammad, yourself and Brother Powell, you know, all of you have expertise the way God has blessed you in your profession, brother. So thank you for adding on, brother, giving us that SWOT analysis. We pray you get the necessary yes, rest. You know, until the next yes, one. Sir. And thank you for that yes. reminder, brother. Holy Quran says a reminder is a benefit to the believers, brother. So I, that's something I got to do tomorrow, go to my father-in-law's house. And, yes, sir. You know, if he allows me to I'm mess just, with it, mess with it. I'm just proud and glad to be a be a subject matter expert to, to a degree. <laughs> to a degree. Well, you know, we, all have a, yeah. we all have a skill and a blessing that, you know, as long as we share, we can, we can all grow. As long as we there share, we all can grow. There it is. Beautiful. Now I'm going to let you get Beautiful. back to the show, black man. I'm going to stay listening. And, and may Allah keep blessing you. And my brother Rudolph, y'all take care of yourselves, all right? You as well, big brother. Love you, brother. Yes, sir. Praise yes, be sir. to Allah. Yes, sir. Brothers and sisters, we're at uh, 539. P.M. Eastern Standard Time as we move into the last 20 minutes of our program. We pray that uh, you're enjoying and learning, more importantly, uh, from what we've shared today on this edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. You know, I oftentimes give this quote, and why not now, that those who are scripturally prepared know that it is prophesied that we would be living in a time of wars and rumors of war, pestilence, famine, 
and earthquakes in diverse places. We are witnessing terrifying disasters afflicting the peoples of the world, and those disasters are now afflicting the United States of America. Believing that those prophecies will be fulfilled, it is our duty to learn as much as we can on disaster preparedness and do all we can to prepare the American people and our people in particular for coming disasters, quote unquote, from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And so when you talk about pestilence, it's the COVID. It didn't go anywhere. So are you still helping yourself out with keeping your immune system up? Are you still getting nutrition in the sun, even though it's 93 million miles away from the earth? Get as much sun as you can, fresh air as you can, exercise as you can. I hope you're still having your disaster medical kit, vitamin D3, vitamin C, quercetin, zinc. These are just some of the things to boost your immune system. You might consider antiviral and antiseptics, prevention and treatment such as ivermectin, black cumin seed, antiseptic gargle mouthwash. These are just some of the things. Tax immune. These are just some of the things. You know, you can go to... uh, COVID19CriticalCare.com to get more information. So don't forget, brothers and sisters, you know, not only are you doing inventory of the combustibles in your home, do inventory of the combustibles in your body. Make sure that we're cleansing ourselves, we're disinfecting ourselves, we're sanitizing ourselves, both internally and externally, mind, body, and soul. I know, I know. Some of you may not know that scripture about wars and rumors of wars, nations against nations. I think it's the 24th chapter of the book of Matthew in the New Testament. Some of you just may say, man, look, I don't know the Bible, but I I, I know glory, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Well, if that's what you know, then at least you know that God comes in the form of a man. You do know that, right? When you say you're blessed, How will you know that you're blessed unless it came through another human being? I'm blessed and highly favored. How do you know? Because another human being helped me to get where I am. And I try to help people to get where they are. You know what it says, if I can help somebody with a word or a song, if I can help somebody as I'm traveling along, if I can help somebody if I see them going wrong, then my living is not in vain. Let me get off this um, roster, Brother Rudolph, as we enter into the last 15 minutes. Brother, the floor is yours. Our brother, he may have gotten an alarm. I don't know if he got dropped. I pray I can be heard. Looks like I'm still online. Well, brothers and sisters, what I was saying, you know, the situation and the conditions we're in, it's more about our human condition than it really is about the declining economy. 
I mean, of course, that impacts all of us. But some of us came into the world with nothing, and guess what? When we leave this planet, a declining economy is not going to bother us. And in fact, you can have all the money in the world. But if you don't have your health, you realize that it's my health that's my wealth and not the bottom line. I know. Thank you, Sister Emily. Uh, You're a subject matter expert as well. So you can come on in and be a part of this conversation. I'm talking about our human condition more than the declining economy. I know you and my wife and others are in a space right now where we're responsible for taking care of elders in our family, whether it's our mothers, our fathers, our aunties, our uncles. It's about, and in fact, more about the human condition than it is about the declining economy. You know, when, when, when COVID hit us and we had the shelter in place, maybe even though a lot of people and a lot of tragedies happened during that time, but for some of us, it gave us an opportunity to reboot, to right. slow down, and to focus on things that this rat race has caused us to procrastinate. You know, now that we're out, are we back in the rat race? Or did we learn from sheltering in place of what really matters? What really matters as you talk about your activity of daily living? And what really matters if disaster strikes. So it sounds like I did Brother Rudolph is back as we are in our last 14 minutes of so in this week's program. We pray that you've enjoyed that which uh, we've shared with you thus far. Brother Rudolph, go right ahead, beloved. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I was sitting here, and it's like I went into a time war. Couldn't hear and couldn't be heard. So I had to evaluate my surroundings and the time and I had to uh, think it gave me time to uh, uh, think and reset and see what Marvin Gaye said what's going on and, and so you know <laughs> yeah, at right. times in life you know that that's what happens and that's how you do it with your plan that you make for you and your family for disasters uh, you know, periodically you're going to have to stop and reassess it, and there are things that you're going to have to do, but that's the wonderful thing about time. Time gives you the opportunity to correct mistakes. Time gives you the opportunity to test your theories and your thoughts and see if they actually work. Time is the one commodity all have that all that is so valuable because you can never get time back if you let it slip away. You're taking a trip, you're driving somewhere, and you get fall behind time. So you get out there on the highway and you figure if you go faster that you can make up time, but no matter how fast you drive, you can never make up for lost time. And studies have shown driving, if you're going from point A to point B, 
One person is driving at a steady rate of pace, steady flow, and you're gassing and breaking, gassing and breaking, gassing and breaking. Studies have shown that the person that's doing the speed at the most, you're only going to make up a minute or two. But what you also do is put yourself in a position where you're more likely to get into an accident and never reach your final destination because you're trying to make up for time and so you inject speed into the game. At any time you're speeding, you're subject to that um, sudden stop or that crash. So, you know, just uh, be more aware of time, the time and what must be done, time, uh, uh, how much you need in order to uh, get things done. And if you sit down and plan things out ahead of time, then you'll find out that if you take it a little slower and if you are respectful of time, then time also gives you a wonderful uh, gift because it gives you the opportunity to make things happen. So just 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 throwing that out there, Brother Yusuf, just throwing that out there. No, brother, you know you can't throw it out there, Brother Rudolph, with me at least attempting to catch it. You know, every now and then I'll drop the ball, but, you know, when you talk about time, uh, I mean, the Holy Quran says, by the time, surely man yeah. is in lost except those who believe and do good and enjoin one another to truth and enjoin one another to patience. So time is critically important. You know, last week we closed out our show talking about the difference between sleep and rest. And rest. Right. And so as we get caught up in this rat race, how much time do we need to sleep? And what is that if it's different than rest? You know, some people say that resting is a state where our body is chilled out from a stressful or stressed routine. It is a kind of activity that a person frequently does in order to regain his lost freshness or energy. That's rest. However, some people define sleep as a kind of altered consciousness state where the body shuts down all the physical and mental work. Well, yes and no. As you and I attest to, our wives, you know, they, they 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 may be in kind of altered consciousness state where the body shuts down, maybe physically, but you know they wake up in the morning and after taking a nap, or it's as if they never went to sleep because their mind is always churning. And you know we just talked about our right. lives, but for those of us who know <laughs> the black woman in general, right? You know, yes, sir they can bear witness to it. So how much time do you need? Well, 
We're just telling you to consider the time. That's what we're telling you. We can't tell you how much time you need, but listen to your body and get the necessary rest. Pull away from this rat race for a minute because the life you save might be your own, as my father used to say. And so, again, as we wind down in these last few moments and you talk about time, for a firefighter, time is critically important. Whether it's the psychology of the victim, save me. The psychology of the first responder, let me get there and do my job and save the victim. Or the psychology of the emergency manager, making sure the first responder is in safe enough condition to do what they're trained to do to save the victim. Time, critically important to Anyone in the fire service, EMS, rescue service, time. Time is motion, and time is measurement, as we're taught by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. So time is also critical to somebody who might want to help Sister Melody build that gazebo because You can buy all the lumber you want, but if you don't measure twice before you cut once, that's That's right. That's That's very expensive. We can relate to that. So I'm glad you brought up time, and I'm going to get out your way, but you know I can't help myself. You know there was a group called Chicago that had a lyric entitled, Does Anybody Really Know What Time It Is? Anybody Really And then there was another group out of Chicago Named Earth, Wind, and Fire You may have heard of them They took a lyric that came right out of the Bible They said time will witness what the old folks say And then there was a group of brothers called the Last Poets Who came out of Chicago and New York And they had a lyric that said, you better get right at this time while the time is good or it might not be no next time. Well, lastly, there's a man in Chicago by the name of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yes, sir. In the year 2013, he put together a 58-week lecture series entitled The Time and What Must Be Done. I highly recommend you go to NOI.org or store.finalcall.com to get that lecture series in your library, that video lecture series in your library, The Time and What Must Be Done, because When you talk about time and you talk about human beings blessing us with the time and what must be done, Brother Rudolph and I really wouldn't be here were it not for the love of that man and the love of the man (laughs) that raised him and the love of the man that raised the love of the man that raised him. So I, I think I've said enough. When you talk about time, Brother Rudolph, thank you for giving me 
the time to be your co-host this week, my dear brother. And I pray that our listening audience in the midst of the madness stands the difference between rest and sleep and gets the necessary rest and sleep. And as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to myself. Trust and believe. We thank our uh, those who called in this week, our dear brother Gregory York, Sister Melody Muhammad, Brother Allah, Brother Powell, and Brother Rudolph again. I thank you, as well as Black Hole Radio, Brother Forrest, our engineers for doing what they do so, what appears to be effortlessly, but we know it's to be tirelessly for them sacrificing themselves so we could be on the air every Friday from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Thank you for allowing me to share this week as I hand it back over to our dear brother to close us out, Brother Rudolph. Peace be unto you. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam. Thank you, Brother Yusuf. And, yes, as you said, thank everyone who called in this week and who has shared what they've shared the t- shared their time that they can never get back, shared the, a space in their mind, and shared from their heart so that we can connect, we can learn from one another, and we could just spend time dwelling together. Scripture says how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That's right. Yes. Beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And, brother, brother, you turned me on to some, a, a, a little poem about time, brother. And that's how I'm going to close out the show this week. Uh, be the will of God. We're going to end it uh, just putting this on everyone's mind as we're talking about time. All right, so we're going to end that with a poem by Dr. Benjamin E. Mays. Yes, it's talking about a minute. Yes. I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it. Again, that's, uh, I have only just a minute by Dr. Benjamin E. Mays talking about the 60 seconds of a minute that goes on and on from the time we open our eyes to the time we close our eyes. What have you done with the time that the creator has blessed you with? Have you told your brother that you love them? Have you shown someone that you love them? Have you shown that you love yourself? What are you doing with the time? That Allah has blessed you with So thank you again for joining us this week On Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness Thank Brother Forrest and his wonderful family Brother Jason And and all of those who 
work behind the scenes to keep us on the air so that we can do what we do. And, of course, to my co-host, Brother Yusuf, my right hand, that, that is like the, 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 he's like the juggler vein in my body that close to me. And, of course, his beautiful wife who sacrifices and allows him to do the things that he does for the human family on a regular basis. Make no mistake about it, family. When you're married, it's a sacrifice. And taking away time from the family to do the things that you do, so you have to always remember that the family sacrifices also because they sacrifice their loved one for the time to do whatever it is they're doing. So, again, we thank you. We pray the creator smiles upon you and gives you grace and mercy until we meet again. In the church, we used to say, you know, God be with you until we meet again. You know, and that's what we mean. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam, sir. And 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.